Welcome everybody to Dead Talk Live. My name is Viz and tonight we welcome special guest Kat Hostick, actor, writer, director, who recently directed two episodes in Eli Roth's Urban Legend. Kat, thank you so much for being our guest tonight. How are you doing? Thank you so much for having me. I'm doing I'm doing great. I just got back from Paris and love and life. <laughs> That's awesome. Paris to LA or the East Coast? I'm in Toronto. I'm in Toronto. Oh, East Coast. East Coast. That's yeah. awesome. Um, yeah. So let's just get started. We have a lot of questions. And for our audience, I forgot to mention this, Urban Legend is streaming right now on Discovery+. Plus. Uh, it's produced by Eli Roth. So in true Eli Roth style, which I think he's a modern day genius, horror genius, it's a great show. And it's it's awesome in so many different ways. Now, before we get started with Urban Legend, you're an actor, writer, director, like we mentioned, and a famous saying in entertainment is, everyone's path into the industry is different. How did you get into it? Where did you start as an actor, a writer, director? How did it all begin for you? Yeah, um, I started as an actress, uh, and then I kind of transitioned into directing. When I was younger, I would always make films on like my camcorder like i always try stuff and i knew that i was always wanting to tell my stories in that way um but it wasn't until um i'd say like around 24 i started uh, actually directing so mm -hmm. yeah now just between everyone watching uh do you have a preference acting writing directing it, does your heart lie in a particular field yeah, it's so it's so funny. Like I was just having this conversation the other day with Eli. We were doing an interview. We were talking about it because he's also um, an actor, and um, you know, acting is always going to be my first love. But uh, I really love directing. It's it's my main thing, and I can't imagine my life without it. I would say the writing thing is kind of more out of necessity or maybe a particular story. But I actually I wouldn't really call myself a writer. I would call myself more a director and actress. <laughs> Being on both sides of the camera, does it give you, would you call yourself an actor's director? Uh, yeah, I would say so. I'd say that's probably my biggest strength and one of the things that I, you know, really love about it is being able to work with actors. Um, and I, it, another thing too is, you know, I think the way I approach work, it's, it's more from an emotional way, if mm -hmm. that makes sense. Um, uh, another thing I was talking about with uh, Eli um, when we were just, we were doing interviews for uh, Haunted Museum season two is you know when I come on set I really love just collaborating with the actors and the DP and I don't storyboard like every little thing yeah. I really like to feel things out when I'm on set that's just how I work best um, and so I think that comes from the acting background in a way. Now besides Urban Legend you done other shows with Eli, uh, A Ghost Ruined My Life. Uh, there are, I mean, all the shows that are popping up on Discovery with Eli Roth are great shows. You directed five episodes in A Ghost Ruined My Life, I believe. At least that's what IMDb says. I don't I know. I think if... I directed six episodes. I did, um, I did four episodes of season one, and then I did two episodes of season two. And then we actually did another show called My Possessed Pet. Um, I love that show. 
Did you? Okay, good. I love that show too. I was really cool working with animals as your leads. <laughs> it's really an intense process. And I think uh, it's called My Pet is Possessed or something like that. My uh, Possessed Pet. My Possessed my Pet. My Possessed Pet. Yeah. I love that show. Now, you and Eli, how did you guys meet? Did you guys meet through Discovery or did you know each other beforehand? How did you come to know Eli? Yeah. So the production company. Uh, uh, that produces uh, these shows in Canada called Cream Productions. I've worked with them on other shows, um, like Fear Thy Neighbor. Um, it's been around for I think eight seasons now or something. And um, and then Eli started working with them, and they started doing a lot of uh, horror. And so I, they were only really looking at directors who had a horror background, and because I have a horror feature and I really um, love the genre. I got an opportunity to do Ghost Through My Life. So that's how Eli and I met. And then obviously, you know, I, I kept doing his shows and then I transitioned to his scripted shows. So that's kind of how that That's great. Out. That's awesome. Now, let's talk a little bit about A Ghost Ruined My Life. It's a dramatic reenactment as opposed to Urban Legend, which is a storytelling anthology, episodic anthology. When you're directing a dramatic reenactment, as as the director, do you feel an obligation to telling the person's story accurately, or are you torn to giving the audience that spooky entertainment factor? Yeah, there's definitely a balance because I've done a lot of you know true crime, true crime docudrama type stuff and. There's a lot of legal that you've got to be careful of. Um, you got to be careful not to uh, offend um, some of these people who have been vulnerable enough to share their stories. So you definitely have to respect that. Definitely been a few times where you've wanted, I've wanted to make something more gory and we're like, you know, we can't do that because there's a child involved or the mother isn't comfortable yeah. with this or this person's not comfortable. And I totally respect and understand that. So. Part of being a director is finding a, a creative and different way to give that scare or to still, you know, add that feeling. How, how can we tell that without without showing it? Um, so, yeah, yeah, it's a fine. It's sort of like a tightrope you got to walk. Now, mm -hmm. I'm a big fan of Discovery's paranormal shows and Eli, uh, his shows have a very different feel. It's like a. You're, you're watching a mini movie, you know, that's how good they are, which is amazing. Eli being the producer, what does he do for his directors to really support you guys to bring out the best possible product? I was, you know, he definitely deserves the credit for giving so much support to his directors. It's, it's been really important to him for the directors to have that recognition. And again, like, even though it's television and in television, it's not really that common to give, I don't know, like to make the directors the focus. Yeah. But he's really done that and he's really promoted us through his own channels. And he made it very clear to the producers that, you know, he really wants um, these directors in focus. And we've really gone out of our ways to make these like mini horror features, like not just, you know, not just a, a regular TV show. So it's been different in that way, but he's one of the most supportive people to work with that I've worked with. And I'm sure his film background, also being an actor, like you said as well, it all comes into play 
And, you know, for people who watch uh, dramatic reenactments or, or these paranormal shows on Discovery or wherever, you, you just feel... I mean, it, I can't even explain it. It's a feel. It's like you're, you're watching this big-budget film, but it's a television show. And I, I can't explain it, but it works out great in the end. Now, in Urban Legend... The two episodes you directed, the one is called The Creep in the Walls, and the second is The Haunted Shower. Uh, did you express interest in those two stories? How were you picked to direct them? Uh, yeah, the showrunner, Stephen Scott, um, I mean, he's the one who, um, you know, gave me the episodes. Um, I don't know if there's a discussion with Eli on that one, actually, who kind of gets what um, these ones were more female centered and maybe that was part of the decision making on mm -hmm. why i got the episodes yeah but i'm really really happy i got those two because oh, I they're amazing stories they're both great uh different but similar in a lot of ways now let's talk about the creep in the walls it's about two sisters who m move back into their mom's house to renovate it and what you do is, well, what the story the writers do and you have to bring it to life is we sort of are led down one path and then like sort of halfway through the episode, it gets shifted. Uh, when it comes to directing a story like that, do you work closely with the writers? In this case, it's uh, Jess Bartlett and Ethan Evans to try to get on the same page with the story um yeah I, I mean they're both incredible writers and uh ethan evans has also directed um episodes for haunted museum and urban legend as well um you know he can just craft such a great story there's not much that i have to do though i remember uh there was um yeah there were some things that we had to do together to be able to more get our days in terms of the script there was um there was a lot of montage pieces and stuff like that um, that we had to simplify. And so we really worked together to, um, I think, make that all all come together. Okay. Um, it makes it so easy. Uh, but yeah, usually, I think it just depends. It depends on, it depends on the script. It depends on the scenario. Now, directing someone else's writing, uh, some directors, they're not used to it. They're not very comfortable with it. Uh, how do you feel about directing someone else's written work? Is it very natural? Do you collaborate with the writers a lot? Oh, absolutely, yeah. Uh, that's that's like what I want to do. I think there's a lot of auteurs out there. And like I said, I don't think writing is my, my biggest strength. And I actually would rather just take someone else's script because there's a lot of brilliant writers out there. Like I said, Jess and, and Ethan, like, gave me like a really great script. I'd rather just take that and interpret the material my okay. own way. Okay. Now, going back to the creep in the wall with that redirection halfway through the story, how closely do you work with the actors to make sure your vision is seen properly and they bring it to life the way you want them to? Um, yeah, like elaborate more on the redirection just so I can- Well, the-, the starting out it being what we're thinking is totally paranormal mm -hmm. and then it being something else in the end uh you know the creep in the wall which is the title sort mm -hmm. of you know we as the audience start watching this 
And we think it's either A, the spirit of the mom, a demon, a ghost, an entity, whatever. And then it turns out to be something even more creepier, in my opinion. So with the actors, being an actor's director, do you help them on how, you know, to get them to display the vision that you have in mind when they're going through the sequence of scenes? Yeah, of course. Um, uh, uh, A, like actors, it, it's interesting like being an actor too, right? You always uh, digest the material completely different. So they, they're taking it in different than I would take it in. Creeping the Walls, there was, um, like any script, there's, there's a lot of sequences and you always have to remind them kind of where they're coming from and where they're going. Yeah. And trying to match that um, emotion and tone, especially when things shift like that. It's paranormal and now it's not. And, you know, as, as you, you know, the, the character starts discovering more on her investigation, um, you know, you kind of have to track that as a director and always be relaying that to the actor. Now, you know, a famous saying is directing, 70% of directing is casting. So when you cast your actors, uh, do you allow them a lot of art, artistic freedom to sort of inject their own interpretations into their characters? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I, I like I said, they, they're always in, in interpreting the material differently. And it's interesting because... A lot of the time, you know, I'll read a script a million times before I go to camera, but but it's weird because a lot of the times an actor will point mistakes out in the script or things that don't make sense or, you know, um, an error in logic. Yeah. And none of the showrunners, the producers, director, the writer, like we all didn't catch it. It's because they're just interpreting everything differently. So yeah. I'm always really excited to see how, you know, what's their perspective on this and how are they digesting this material and what can they bring? because it's going to be something different than than we are. Like, obviously, you know, I have a certain vision for something. I'm not going to be like, it's a free-for-all. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Now, yeah. let's talk about The Haunted Shower. Very creepy story. Uh, it involves revenge, possession, spirits, college campus. What was your approach for The Haunted Shower? What was my approach? Well, it just kind of like it had that nostalgia like it just really it's one of those like classic you know teens college horror films which are i think like some of my yeah hazing gone wrong basically yeah and i think like with this you know it really hits close to home i actually had a moment on set where i cried which doesn't really happen but when we were shooting the um the flashback uh stuff of the actual hazing that was happening it felt really real and to me that's true horror yeah. those moments because it's like it's so relatable and so many people go through it and um and so i wanted to make sure that you know i was creating something that had that like nostalgic kind of feel um but then also had like an emotional tone to it and especially yeah. at the end um and so like the very end when uh Mara, uh, spoiler alert, you haven't seen it. <laughs> um, when Mara slits uh, Cody's throat and then walking towards the shower, uh, there's uh, Navin, our editor, I think he did a really great job of kind of interpreting what I was going for because I think it's harrowing, it's emotional, but it's also like terrifying. Mm -hmm. It's kind of got a little bit of everything. So 
that was really my approach with this is how do I find that balance? Throughout, you know, staying on this episode for another question, we see the uh, the spirit and we start to relate to him. He's been hurt, he's been hazed, he's been killed. But then at the end, as Mara's being led away by the police, he's standing there, not really caring the consequences to her. Uh, mm -hmm. What's your interpretation of that scene? My interpretation is just, I think like, he, like my my well i i didn't write it so yeah. uh, but i'll give you my interpretation yeah. uh i kind of feel that um it's it's even though he was wronged and he was murdered um i still feel like there's there's an, an evil there that will never leave like he just murdered someone essentially he just got yeah. mara to murder somebody right and I kind of wanted that feel of he's going to do it to someone else. I kind of wanted to feel like he's going to do it to Mara's best friend now, or he's going to yeah. do it to the next person, right? Kind of wanted that classic feel of what's next. I mean, um, he did possess her. I mean, he, he did right. literally possess her. Now, when you have a lot of experience with shorts, um, how is it difficult, challenging for you as a director telling a story in a 40-minute episode like you know normal television is told over several episodes but when you come to episodic anthologies like urban legend you got to tell the whole story in 40 minutes or less mm -hmm. what how do you decide what gets to stay in what doesn't stay tell us i mean it, it must be difficult yeah, um, I think what's interesting about these, if I'm not mistaken, is that I, well, Ghost or My Life is different, but this, these scripted mm -hmm. uh, um, for Haunted Museum and Urban Legend, I don't know that they have a specific time limit where usually in television you do. Like, okay. the cuts that I've been delivering, it's kind of like, oh, if it's three minutes, that's okay. If it's 42, that's okay. Could be completely wrong but that's what i've experienced so far that being said it's still you know it's still a short it's not a feature and um you know you still do trim stuff and um it's a really good question i think it's just you have to go through every scene with a fine tooth comb and just ask yourself is this you know making or breaking the story is this really and you're absolutely right, because I've noticed some episodes are 32 minutes. Others are like A Haunted Shower was 41 minutes. Yeah. They all varied in the in length. Now, we're almost out of time, but I want to ask you one final question. When it comes to directing horror, and in particular paranormal, the subgenre of paranormal, do you think it's important, not that you believe in the paranormal, but to at least have an open mind to bring that authentic feel to what you're producing, what you're making. Absolutely. Um, uh, I mean, I do believe in the, par I've had some like experiences mm -hmm. where I would believe that there's more than we understand in the world in that way. I also think that me as a director, because I think different directors approach the genre a little bit differently. They may like the genre or want to recreate the, um, you know, a movie in the genre for a particular reason. For me, you know, I have like an addiction to fear. 
It's very bizarre. Um, no, like no. I like in, in a day, I'll go through so many scenarios of bad things that could happen or really dangerous scenarios and how I would get myself out of it. I know no. it sounds super weird. No, no, I totally understand. It's like our survival brain, I think, maybe kind of like stuff like that. I think that's why people like horror movies. So in that way, because I have such, I know fear so well, I'm so addicted to it in a weird way. I feel like I can express that through this medium really well. And I know what an audience is going to want, if yeah. that makes sense. So it I think, makes yeah, total kinda, sense. You have to have some kind of relationship with it, I think, in order to be able to. It makes total it. sense. Kat, I want to thank you so much. Again, the show Urban Legend, Ghosts Ruined My Life my pet my possessed pet they're all on discovery plus check them out they're amazing shows produced by eli roth cat here directed several from all those shows they're just amazing fun some are dramatic reenactment and reenactments some are uh fictional stories so check them out cat thank you so much do you have any final thoughts you want to share before we go um no thank you so much for having me this was awesome absolutely i thank you to our audience those of you who are tuning in live and those who will be watching this later on on behalf of my guest cat and myself stay safe and stay walking good night everybody thank you